right, peace, y'all. So this is Paul Grime, also known as Paul Richardson. I'm an artist, educator, and parent. And so this is episode six of the Paulie Ron podcast, the parent part. So as you know, we do these in three sections. So the first three that we sent out, we did touch base on the parent section about homeschooling. So this is the second part of that, which would be episode six. If you're listening just to the audio or even watching a clip of the video, and today we are going to touch on five highlights from 2023, as well as five goals for 2024. So again, Happy New Year. If you didn't get a chance to check out the educator section, we're doing the same thing, five highlights, five goals, as well as the artist section, what we did well, what we're looking forward to. So yeah, let's jump into it. So this part of the parent section. So we are in the midst of a break. Uh, next week, Maya goes back to public school. We actually have a holiday, so we will get back into public school next week. She has some finals. So that always is a challenge, especially when you're doing this hybrid international slash Japanese public school. You have to prioritize each point. So she's still doing finals. She's still participating She's still trying to excel to a certain degree in Japanese public school. So we do take those midterms, those finals seriously. We want to make sure that she does well. She feels good about it and she doesn't slack off because then that will translate into homeschool. She'll feel like she can slack off. And it's ebb and flow. Sometimes she does well. Sometimes usually math, she's killing it. She's did better in social studies this last um and I'm speaking particularly of the test in Japanese public schools. So she did pretty well in math. She usually does well in math. She does amazing English because their English is non-existent, which is why we're in homeschool. And we can talk more about that. And to say non-existent, it's just not at the level that she's at. So, or even some of my elementary school kids that are at my, that come to our school. So that level is really low. And we can talk more about that in a different episode of how the real on Japanese English in Japan. So we should talk about that. Maybe next episode, that'll be good. Just keep going, though. So this week really will focus on Japanese public school. But over break, we did work for a day or two in homeschool because her science class is divided in two parts. So beginning of February, the first part is finished. So we really had to focus on that. And we spent some time working on all the subjects, but she really caught herself up. She was She's doing really good. She's very independent when it comes to this. <clears throat> Although I do need to check. Oh, let me get some water right quick. I do need to check on how she does things. Not about speed, but making sure, hey, you're writing enough sentences. Giving more details. One of her projects got sent back because it wasn't detailed enough. She just kind of blazed through it. And she has to remind herself that what I write for Japanese public school is not to the standard of an eighth grader in the United States. So I have to switch gears and I have to actually write more and be more detailed. Think about five W's when I'm doing that. So for that part, I think that in 2023, she's become more independent. She's really good at doing her work, picking her days, 
when we have days working through. I mean, she gets tired. She's 13. She's a kid. But overall, she's been doing well to balance. Um, and I've been trying to do well just to support her when she needs it, not to be more on top of that, like, oh, do this, do this. But yeah, how you doing? Do you need some help? Let me look that over. And then going back and checking things and be like, hey, can you do this again? Be more positive and more of a coach support. And so I want to continue that in 2024 because we'll get through this. It'll go fast. Probably next six months we'll be finished with eighth grade. And then we'll have that break. And then September we'll get right into high school. And high school is more intense. So I want to provide more support because she still needs to finish her Japanese public school. But then she's starting high school in September. And that goes from four classes to, I believe, six classes. So it's a full load. So we are really going to just look at how we can stay balanced, how we can provide more support for her. One thing that we have noticed with her, and this gets into my number two, is cell phone use. So last year, she got more freedom because before that, I was able to use the Google Parent app. And then I was able to monitor how much she was on there. I was able to shut her phone down, put it on sleep just through my phone. But because she's 13 and these companies have set it up where 13 is the age that the kids can basically do what they want to do with their phones. We've had to have some conversations and talks about what we think is appropriate and the limits that we want to set. So we still want her to try to stick to an hour of phone usage every day. But she's also using her phone for our club and swim. When she goes swimming and she goes to, for example, she goes to the local pool with her swim team like she's doing. She needs her phone to call and say, hey, I'm finished. So she has more freedom with that. But we want to slow drip that in. We want we don't want to be like, oh yeah, free for all, boom. Because a lot of what we see with other kids, even kids in our family, is that they're just stuck on their phone. So our rule and our negotiation is that she's on her phone about an hour. So as we go forward, still trying to provide more balance. I know when she gets 14, she's gonna want more time or as she gets through things and when she starts to homeschool, she's really going to be leaning on her phone to communicate with other kids and set up things. Like, you know, she does play dates on the weekends or hangs out with friends on the weekends. So she needs her phone and they are on their phones. And sometimes it just becomes a phone session. It's like they're at the table, everybody's on their phone or they're sitting down. It's like, yo man, y'all should play a game. You should do something that's a little bit more together. But then they look like they're parallel playing with their phones. So it's like preschool all over again. Just instead of books or toys, they have phones. So yeah, so we want to just, you know, allow her to make good decisions. She's really into YouTube, which has been a Pandora's box of sort. So we are trying to coach her to, through that what to watch, making good choices, but we can't completely shut her out. Although I think her mother would like to, 
at some point. So I would like to at some point. But she has to learn to make good choices. So we're trying to coach her through that. And it's been a, been a challenge. And I'm sure it's a challenge for a lot of people. So yeah, leave some comments. I love to hear what people are doing with their teenagers. I think we're doing pretty good. But we have a little couple bumps in the road here and there. So we're trying to get better at it. And you have to stay on top of it. As soon as you let them go, I think that it's like you can't reel them back in. So for us, also having more discipline as the parent to say, hey, I'm, I'm going to let you do a little bit. I'm still going to stay on top of it. I'm not going to be too helicopter, but we do have these standards. And just really reinforcing those standards because even she'll say, oh, daddy, you're not going to do nothing, daddy. It's like, yes, well, we have to do something this time, right? And you have pushed the boundary too far. So let's pull it back. Let's get back to our standards. And obviously try to stay on those before she makes a really bad choice. So we are going through different things like that. So, but yeah, let's keep it going. So homeschool, cell phone, telephone, or not telephone, TV, so television, Definitely watching more television than we've ever watched before, especially on break. It's impossible to try to stick to the hour a day that we try to do. So we have to be more flexible, but our rule is watching anime is a big thing, especially in Japan and in our house. So usually, or the rule is that she can watch anime before 12. So she'll watch it in the morning. Um, then if we're watching something like Marvel or something like that, then we'll have a little bit more flexibility with that. But just the way that anime is not so diverse in the way they present images and there's a lot of, lot of overlap in the imagery and obviously raising a kid who doesn't look like a typical anime character. I don't think any kid looks like a typical anime character, but in terms of shades and colorism and things like that, I want to make sure that her, she has a diverse palette when she's watching TV and that she sees herself or sees a multitude of people so she can pick out someone beyond just like anime. Like if you go in her room right now, it's just anime, anime, all these more, you know, light images, basically white looking images and that's a whole nother thing as far as how Japanese people view whiteness, how they look at the social and economic implications of whiteness. And on top of that, how war and occupation played into how Japanese people view even what being American is. And we can get more into that later, but in this particular topic, just trying to make sure she's not being over in, in, you know, overrun with these same images. So then she feels like she needs to fit into that box or she needs to move herself toward that. And we don't want her to be brainwashed. And I think anybody goes through that when they talk about culture or things like that. And obviously we're in Japan. So she should know what is happening in anime is big. But again, she doesn't fit into that box, even though there are some characters that she can relate to, but just in general, just the way that things look visually. And the, some of the stories are good. And then there's a lot of fantasy. There's a lot of violence that we are not too keen on. 
And so it comes out in conversation how she, my cat is talking right now. Come here. Um, how that, she has lots of questions in regards to that. Oh, she's making a special appearance. Hey, Gigi. All right, Gigi, get down. Um, so yeah, so just being more flexible, obviously being more disciplined, providing her with some different opportunities. Also, we use TV as a way for her to keep up with her English. So yeah, we want to do that. Uh, number four is reading. So we try to read a book a month or try to have Maya read a book a month because she's in homeschool. There's a lot more reading. So being more flexible when she has a lot of reading for English or social studies, but try to keep a book in her hand. And so we want to just continue that and yeah, pick up more content for her and make sure that she is just keeping up with her reading. She's reading lots of Japanese, lots of anime, lots of manga. She's reading these different books. But as far as her English books, we want to just keep promoting that. So try to keep that one book a month is our strategy. And then last, as far as activities, she's getting older. So she wants to go hang out with friends. She wants to go to the mall, wants to go to the movies. And hasn't been doing a lot of that. So we are actually trying to encourage her to do more of that. Hey, hang out with your friends. So talking about friendships, who are your friends? What is a friend? And then what can you do with your friend? Or invite them to the house. Our house, we have a lot of people over all the time. So this is a place for her to hang out in a safe space and you know show her friends what she's doing or they can hang out. And then if they want to go do something else, we do that. And then trying to have her keep up with her other friends. So they kind of do dip and not, don't forget the other people you've been hanging out with, unless, you know, that's just not what it is. So yeah, more balance. I think you will hear in this episode, I guess the word balance for this year is really what I'm focused on as a parent or we're focused on as a family. And also she's really getting into singing. So we're trying to provide her with more opportunities to do that. So yeah, let me know what you guys are doing in 2024. Make sure you check all the links in the descriptions. Go back and check the artist episode. Go back and check the educator episode. And yeah, this is the first one for the new year. So happy new year to everyone. I love to hear what people are thinking about for last year or thinking about what their goals are for this year and see if I can incorporate some of that into our routine. And then we'll come back at the end of the year and see if we hit this. I'm gonna watch this again in a couple months. Maybe we'll do a review before the summer and see how far we've gotten or if we need to recalibrate, stuff like that. So this is the Polygram Podcast. Thank you for supporting. Please spread, like, subscribe. Make sure you tell your people who you think this is relevant if they're in Japan, outside of Japan. And leave a comment. Peace.